we want to give our community hope and, you know, that sense of empowerment that what they do actually matters. And, you know, by celebrating all of the great news that's happening in combination with recognizing, you know, the, the bad things that are happening, I think that has resulted in quite a good balance where in our community, I see a lot of people learning from each other and discussing and, um, yeah, kind of developing their own kind of critical thinking around this. Hello, hello, and welcome back to Seek the Joy podcast. Happy Seek the Joy Tuesday. I'm your host, Sydney Weiss. And before we even dive in to today's new episode, I, I want to take a moment and talk a little bit about everything that has been going on in the world over the last month, month and a half with Ukraine and Russia. And I want to start off by saying that my heart really goes out to anyone and everyone that is affected and impacted and whether you are in Eastern Europe or you have family that's there or you're just a human being living through this tumultuous time, it is tragic and unbelievable on every level. And I'm not going to pretend for five seconds to be a foreign affairs expert because I am definitely not and I spend a lot of time educating myself and informing myself on what is going on. And at the same time, I want to share with you that I batch record these episodes. And that also means I batch record these intros. And so every episode, every intro for the month of March was recorded at the beginning of February. Uh, The intros were at least. And so I had recorded all these intros prior to everything going on in the world. And I thought, okay, I should go back in and re-record. But I also told myself in 2022 that I would be really mindful of my own schedule and bandwidth, and so that just wasn't a possibility. And and so I really wanted to take a moment to acknowledge what's going on in the world, because so often I've talked about on this podcast the importance of recognizing the reality that we're living in, but also acknowledging that we need to take care of ourselves and pursue our joy and connection and community and conversation and um, our, practice our own self-care. And and so we can hold the two at the same time. And I've talked about this so many times, but then at the same time, I wasn't talking about it in the intros on the podcast throughout March because I had already recorded them. So I guess there's something to be said for maybe going back to the model that I was doing in 2020 and 2021 of recording everything the week of, I don't know, we'll see, but um, truly my thoughts are with everyone and anyone impacted and affected by what is going on. And there's so many incredible, incredible resources out there. And I shared them in our March newsletter, but I want to mention some of them here. I mean, Bethany Frankel, Be Strong has been doing such incredible work. There's World Central Kitchen with Chef Jose Andreas and um, organizations like Hope for Ukraine. And um, so wherever it is that you choose to send donations or money or prayers, I think it is all so meaningful. It is all so, so meaningful. So I don't know how to transition, but we're just going to do it. I really think you're going to enjoy today's episode with Jody Monell. She's the founder and CEO of Live Kindly. It's the world's leading sustainable lifestyle platform that's here to inform, illuminate, and connect people to 
ego conscious choices. And in this episode, we dive into the inspiration behind Live Kindly, what it means to live Live Kindly, and why sustainable change really comes from empowering people to make positive change. One of my favorite parts of the episode is where we dive into um, how Live Kindly is really welcoming those that are eco curious and eco conscious, and why it's so important to celebrate sustainable wins versus focusing on fear-mongering. We talk about how Jody defines sustainability, the connection between mindfulness and conscious living, and how Live Kindly is really creating content that creates a positive narrative around sustainability and environmentalism. Plus, Jody shares her entrepreneurial journey, the impact of Live Kindly, her biggest dream, and so much more. Now more than ever, I just think it's so important that we have reliable resources that we can turn to. And that's where today's sponsor, BetterHelp, comes in. So I would love to share with you a little bit more about BetterHelp. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. And it's easy and free to change counselors if you don't think the person you've matched with is a good fit. And no matter where you're listening to Seek the Joy podcast right now, you can also use BetterHelp because the service is available for people worldwide too. I just think it's so valuable to talk to someone about what it is that you're going through, whether that's anxiety, depression, grief, loss, changes at work, or friendship dynamics or relationships, or you want to talk about the challenges of the last couple of years. And BetterHelp offers a broad range of expertise in their counselor network. So you'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions too, which I still think is a game changer. I really want you to live a happier, more joyful, and just ease-filled life. That's why I share these conversations with you. And so I'm just excited to share that as a listener of Seek the Joy podcast, you will get 10% off your first month by going to betterhelp.com slash seekthejoy. Join over 1 million people and counting taking charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash seekthejoy. The link will also be included in our show notes. I can't wait to hear what you think about today's new episode. So make sure to join the conversation on our social media platforms, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. We are at Seek the Joy Podcast everywhere. Thank you so much to everyone who over the last four and a half years has left the podcast a rating and review, whether that's on Apple Podcasts, and now you can rate the podcast five stars on Spotify as well. So make sure to do that. It really helps the show. Send this episode, send the podcast to your friends, your family, your community, um, That is also just such a wonderful way to support the podcast, to support my work on this show. And um, that's really it. I I just think this is one you're really going to enjoy. This month on the podcast, we're really talking about uh, the different ways in which mindfulness shows up in our lives. And it's so interesting to me, the way in which sustainability and conscious living really interacts with that element of mindfulness. So... Without further ado, here is my conversation with Jody Monell, founder and CEO of Live Kindly. What you've created with Live Kindly is really is really cool and something that I think we need more of. These spaces that welcome sustainability and conscious living and doing so in a way that I think is 
approachable, which is something um, that more of us need. So to kick this off, I would love to just talk about Live Kindly. Uh, what inspired it? How did you come up with the idea? Yeah, no, that's a good question. Um, well, it was, gosh, it's coming up to about five years ago now. It feels like much longer than that for wow. a good reason, but lots of things have happened during that time. Um, but yeah, I was inspired to do it for a number of reasons, really. I personally kind of went on a bit of a journey myself, um, finding sustainability and um, wanting to adopt that kind of plant-based and more sustainable lifestyle in general myself. Um, and then on the career side, you know, I had um, about 10 or so years in publishing social media and marketing, and I always kind of wanted to start my own business. And it just so happened that these two things came together. I felt, you know, there was a big space, um, a big space that was kind of missing and not filled when it came to sustainable living. Um, there was a lot of judgment out there, um, a lot of misinformation. Um, there wasn't a lot of kind of inclusivity and um, empowering people to make, you know, these positive mm -hmm. decisions um, in their lives. So yeah, it kind of put these two pieces together, um, my personal background and, you know, my, my personal journey there and then my career and, um, yeah, birth live kindly. <laughs> yeah. I love what you started to talk about your journey, finding sustainability. And I'm curious if we could talk maybe a little bit about that, just maybe the personal, the personal aspects that, that brought you to this work in this space. I think I read somewhere that you went vegan, right. And that inspired sort of this shift and, and looking for a hub of, of these sorts. Yeah, yeah. I had been traveling with my partner at the time. Um, I was living in New Zealand, so I've been traveling for, I think it was a couple of years. And, you know, I, there was just a point where I felt quite out of touch with what I believed in what I was doing. Um, I'd spent a lot more time in nature while I was living in New Zealand. So I was mm. going out on hikes and seeing how beautiful um, the environment was, which is not something that I grew up with. I didn't spend a lot of time in nature grow, growing up in the UK. Um, so it was kind of a new experience for me and I'd always claimed I was, you know, an environmentalist, but my choices didn't really match that. Hmm. And, you know, I was in a position where I could start incorporating these options into my life. And, you know, I wasn't by any means, um, particularly wealthy at the time I was traveling on a very small budget. Um, but I did have certain privileges that enabled me to shop more sustainably. And so to be honest, I, I didn't have a good enough argument not to. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's so interesting. So today, what does it mean to you or to the company to live kindly? Yeah, I think, you know, that's evolved over um, the last five years. And we've really started to kind of understand what it means on a deeper level in terms of everything that we do in the company and um, everything kind of external as well. So it's, for us, it's about, being a platform that encompasses um, many different people's voices. So um, a lot of people ask me the question, you know, why are you not more um, of a prominent face of Live Kindly? And, you know, that was never the, the goal for me. It was always for me to help people feel a bit more empowered with their decisions and feel good and find solutions um, in their day-to-day -day lives that were a bit more accessible than they perhaps had realized. This is why we talk about new product launches, all of this kind yeah. of stuff. Um, and really, you know, for us, it's it's about showing people um, and giving many voices a platform. So 
you know, coming at it with a very inclusive, um, mindful approach. And like I was just saying, this is something that is really throughout Live Kindly. So it's down to how we hire our team members and how we operate and how we um, manage our culture. Um, and then on top of that, you know, it's about the content that we produce as well. So it really flows through in, in every decision that we make as a business. Yeah, I think what's so interesting is the platform you've created. I, I know you've discussed it as being solution focused and inviting and inclusive. And so I'm curious, how, how do you go about doing that? Because let's say someone is listening and they're curious about living a more eco-conscious lifestyle or being more sustainable or um, incorporating a more plant-based diet, you know, it can totally run the gamut, right? How mm -hmm. does um, Live Kindly, I guess, um, welcome people into this space? How, how, how have you been able to make it so inclusive and maybe solution focused for someone who's brand new um, to these conversations? Yeah, we approach everything without judgment. So we recognize that there are people who are coming from, you know, a multitude of different backgrounds and whether that is from a dietary choice to, um, you know, cultures in terms of, you know, where they live in the world. So geographically, and then, you know, people have so many different experiences depending mm -hmm. on gender, race, all of this, ethnicity. And I, I think it's so important that, you know, we find a way to represent those voices by working with people from very diverse backgrounds. So we, um, you know, work with a lot of freelancers. Um, we have a pretty diverse, um, you know, full-time team as well. And so welcoming as many different voices as possible for creating the content, because we don't think that one voice or one experience mm -hmm. is <laughs> representative of everyone's. Mm -hmm. So hopefully people can find themselves in our content and they may not do it with, you know, every single piece. Um, but we try to be very well-rounded and mindful with, um, you know, having a, a good, um, amount of inclusivity and diversity in all of the content that we produce. Um, on top of that, you know, we, yeah, we really kind of approach the content, like I said, in a, in a non-judgmental way in that we will be talking to people not assuming that they are already living sustainably and not assuming that they would know everything. This is a place for conversation. It's a place to learn. It's a place to find out, you know, you know, what, what your line is or mm -hmm. what journey you want to take, because not everyone wants to be vegan and not everyone can possibly live zero waste. I think it's very difficult for a lot of people. So we recognize that. And it's just a safe place for people to be able to come and learn and, you know, decide what route they want to take and what is even possible for them. Yeah. I think that's so interesting about not only there being diversity of voices and experiences, but also deciding what you want to learn and what you want to expose yourself to in this space. And so I'm curious then what kind of impact can somebody have um, by making maybe small or conscious decisions or just dipping their toe in the water, you know, in these spaces, because I think, okay, we, we go through this cycle with ourselves of, okay, this is something I'm interested in, but oh my God, it seems so daunting. So even if we just want to take a small step or make a small conscious decision um, in changing something about our lifestyles, I'm curious about the impact because I think that that is the most important aspect of all of this. Yeah, totally. That's it. That's also a great question. I think about this a lot because 
you know, and I don't have any data points to it. I don't know if there are any studies out there that can really truly measure that. Um, but, you know, just anecdotally from what I've seen, um, especially in the last five years of, um, you know, producing content on sustainability and talking about um, plant-based living, all of this stuff, it's crazy to see how far it's come and how it's become a really kind of big talking point for a lot of people, um, especially plant-based, you know, seeing Beyond Meat IPO, for example. Um, this, you know, this kind of stuff was unheard of five years ago. People totally. didn't really know anything about veganism or plant-based food or anything like that. So I think, you know, on to answer your question in a more anecdotal um, way, I think it's kind of just incredible to see the power of, um, you know, consumer choices. It's supply and demand, essentially. So if consumers are really asking for something and we do that en masse, then, you know, the corporations will make those decisions to change because at the end of the day, they, they want to mm -hmm. make money. Um, so it's exciting to see that happen. And I think, you know, while it's definitely not only the responsibility of the consumer, it really is, you know, something that um, corporations need to take more, much more responsibility for. Um, it is incredible to see the impact that our individual choices can make when they add up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think because sometimes we totally underestimate the impact of our decisions as, you know, quote unquote, common everyday people. We're not running a huge company focused on sustainability or conscious living or being more mindful in these spaces. But the truth is, is one thing you can do, like any one thing you choose to do can have such a large impact. And I think, I think we're really waking up to that. I think over the course of the pandemic, realizing just, you know, one small change in your life can have this really incredible ripple effect. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I'm curious, you know, we've been talking about this word sustainability throughout our conversation so far. How how do you define sustainability? Yeah, that's a, that's a tricky question. I do think that the word can be overused. And honestly, I don't think there is anything that is really truly sustainable in terms of like your entire lifestyle. Everything, um, you know, has an impact when you produce it, right? So we can live more sustainably. I think living a totally sustainable lifestyle can be very, very difficult, if not impossible for the average person. So for me, it's about, you know, doing what you can um, with, you know, the resources that you have and making the better, better choice when you have that option available to you. Um, so it can look different for different people. Um, for me, for example, I find it very difficult to go totally zero waste. I try to eliminate it as much as possible. So, I, you know, don't buy plastic bottles, things like that. But to go totally zero waste, I've really struggled with it. And I travel a lot. So I find it very difficult to do that while traveling as well. Um, so, yeah, unfortunately, you know, for many people, there will be certain compromises that they will have to make. Um, the world isn't really built in a way that allows us to live totally sustainably at the moment. Mm -hmm. But I see, you know, many things going in that direction. So yeah. hopefully it will get easier. Yeah, I think so. I think with more innovate, innovation, innovative products and companies, I think we'll get closer and closer, plus all of us making those decisions um, along the way. And I think there, there's got to be this mindful component um, to sustainability, to conscious living. I'm curious maybe what your thoughts are on that, because often on this podcast, we talk about wellness, we talk about mindfulness. Um, and I'm just always so curious about the connection maybe that you've seen or or maybe how this impacts your own life uh, between maybe 
conscious living and mindfulness, maybe how they, how do they really work together or how have you seen them work together uh, in your own life? Yeah. And in my own life, um, especially when I first went fully plant-based, I think that it, yeah, it was an interesting time for me. I, I really kind of, I think saw a bigger kind of alignment in my actions versus and, and how I felt and thought about things. Um, so I don't know how exactly to describe that, but it was interesting to see um, just that whole process of that happening and to feel a bit more connected with um, myself because I was really, you know, valuing my own views. And um, yeah, I think that also just having kind of more respect for others and the earth in general. Um, yeah, I haven't really thought about it in so much detail to mm. be able to articulate it, but it is a really unique experience. And I think it just helps us become more compassionate and empathetic human beings, which is what we need more in the world right now, more than anything, yeah. um, to be more compassionate towards each other. So I found that that has been um, a significant result in me kind of being more mindful about my actions in general. Yeah. It kind of stands out much wider than your choices of, you know, diet and um, consumer choices in general. It, it, yeah, it stands yeah. much wider than that. Yeah, I think you nailed it when you said it really expands much more than just the everyday choices that you make. And there are a couple of words that you said that I wrote down that I think are really powerful. It was about connection to self, about becoming more grounded, um, respect for yourself, but also for the planet, and then compassion and greater empathy. And I think that sort of is the root of, of all of this, of making these choices, of celebrating um maybe diversity in the space of sustainability is about fostering greater compassion and empathy and respect both for yourself and for others. And then I think by extension, the planet and something that you do on Live Kindly that I think is really wonderful is it's about celebrating sustainability versus in certain, inserting fear into people, because of course, right, there's different forms of activism um, in these spaces. And I'm curious if maybe you can speak a little bit to that because oftentimes, you know, when, when we're talking about um, a plant-based lifestyle or just moving closer to zero waste or climate change or whatever the topic is, um, fear is a huge part of that narrative. And I know for you and for Live Kindly, it's not about fear. Um, so I'm curious maybe um, if we could talk a little bit about that because I think having that varying perspective and shifting away from fear is always so important no matter what we're talking about. Yeah, uh, that's totally true. You know, we try to approach everything without shame and without fear mongering. Um, you know, we really want to create value and to empower people with our content. So it's such an important thing for us. And it can make it difficult to navigate um, controversial topics sometimes. Mm -hmm. um, but we found creative and thoughtful ways to do that, that actually more so enable critical thinking and conversation rather than arguments in the comment section. So it's important for us to not avoid things which are happening when it comes to climate change um, because, you know, there are terrible things and it is scary to see them. And, you know, we can't completely avoid looking at that. But um, at the end of the day, there are things that we can learn from it. There are things that we can do. And I think that we spend so much time on social media, um, often kind of feeling powerless with the content that we see and the news articles that we read 
that we just want to give someone, we, we want to give our community um, hope and, you know, yeah, that sense of empowerment that mm-hmm. what they do actually matters. And, you know, by celebrating all of the great news that's happening in combination with recognizing, you know, the, the bad things that are happening, I think that has resulted in quite a good balance where, in our community, I see a lot of people learning from each other and discussing and, um, yeah, kind of developing their own kind of critical thinking around this. I think, you know, particularly climate change can become, and veganism as well, can become very political sometimes. And we try to take that out of it and really just open the door for healthy um, healthy discussion. Mm-hmm. I think that's the way forward to talk about things and to respect each other while we're doing it. Yeah. Healthy discussion and that element of respect is huge. And, and something you said about, um, through the content, it's about empowering people. And I just kept thinking, you know, the more we feel empowered in these spaces, the more I think we're going to be inclined to make a difference and inclined to, to make changes. And I know that a huge part of live kindly is about creating this positive narrative so that we can, um, learn from each other in these spaces. Is there, um, maybe a moment or a story or something that stands out to you about um, watching others sort of learn from each other through the platform? I mean, gosh, there's gotta be, there's gotta be so many instances of that I could imagine. Yeah, it's honestly very difficult to pinpoint one because it happens so often. Yeah. Um, I've had, you know, a number of kind of personal interactions from people who are um, fans or followers of Live Kindly who have reached out to me and, you know, let me know that they've kind of completely kind of 360 their life um, because Mm -hmm. of some of the content, you know, that's um, helped them to get a job in sustainability or um, completely, yeah, typically like change career paths, which is such a big move. Um, And it's not something that would first kind of come to mind. Um, But that has happened a number of times where people have kind of you know, stepped out of a role where they didn't feel so passionate about and didn't align with their, um, their kind of way of thinking about sustainable living or climate change, whatever it is, or veganism or plant-based, and they've moved into a career that is more closely aligned to that. So that's happened on a number of occasions and that's pretty big. Um, but yeah, more so on a day-to-day basis, we have a lot of people who will just kind of thank us for, you know, helping them to eat more plant-based or to live more sustainably. Um, this is something which is a daily occurrence, which is really rewarding to see. Yeah. In many ways, it feels like you've been able to bring positivity, hope, um, and excitement and empowerment into a space that often doesn't have these qualities. I don't know. I don't know. To me, that's just my impression for a conversation. And so I'm super curious about the impact of joy on your life and your journey through Live Kindly. Um, do you, I mean, this might be like a duh Sydney moment, but do you get joy from what you do with Live Kindly? Has it been able to foster um, that sense of joy within you as you continue this work? Yeah, I think, you know, definitely the biggest thing for me is that I feel like I'm doing something with purpose that I believe in. And this is probably what I struggled with um, prior to starting Live Kindly. I was, you know, I always love marketing. I, I love learning about social media, publishing, advertising, all of that. And I love the creative aspect of it. So I really love designing things. And um, But in my previous roles, it was really for the sake of creating content and not something that I cared deeply about. And for me to experience those two things coming together 
something that I enjoyed doing for work and something that I cared deeply about on a personal level. Um, yeah, you, you can't kind of match that. It would be very difficult for me to ever step into a different role that was outside of that mm -hmm. because I really believe in, in what we're doing. And um, yeah, I mean, it definitely comes with struggles as well. But, you know, the overall, the overall feeling is definitely um, one of, um, yeah, joy and kind of inspiration. And, and personally, it empowers me as well. Mm, thank you for sharing that. That's wonderful. I know at the top of our conversation, you talked about how your own passion and the values that you hold so dear really came together um, through your entrepreneurial journey in starting Live Kindly. And there are tons of entrepreneurs that listen to this podcast. And I'm always curious about the stress, the pressure, the demands of entrepreneurship. Um, and I'm curious what your journey has been like, maybe fostering your own um, self-care, um, balancing your own health and wellness while being an entrepreneur in a space that focuses so heavily too on conscious living and um, eco-consciousness and sustainability. What, what, has that, what has that been like for you? If you're, if you're open to sharing about it. Yeah, I, I always get asked this question and I haven't got any better at answering it. And I'm <laughs> pretty guilty of neglecting that, which is really bad. And it's something that I'm, I'm kind of focused on. I don't tend to do New Year's resolutions, but it's something that I'm really focused on this year. Um, yeah. that I want to spend more time kind of taking care of that. And yeah, it's it's been difficult. I kind of would say that I was thrown into the deep end of being an entrepreneur and growing a business, it grew much faster than I anticipated. And, you know, we were acquired um, by a company that then acquired our name a couple of years ago. And, you know, going from a fast growing startup to now working in a more corporate feeling environment mm -hmm. has been a huge transition and not an easy one um, necessarily. It's been, you know, really interesting uh, for me to kind of experience that, but it's been wild and it's definitely taken its toll on my health and my kind of, um, yeah, a lot of my personal time. So I've made a lot of sacrifices for it when it comes to, um, when it comes to all of that. So difficult. And I think part of that was definitely necessary for us to, you know, build it to this um, stage that it is now. Um, but yeah, I, I truly believe that it's so important that you do take care of your kind of personal health and your mental health and physical health, yeah. um, to be able to continue, you know, um, giving it all, giving it your all and giving it your best and to be able to continue growing it and, you know, keep that vision and keep all of the energy, um, that said, I don't know exactly how to do that yet. I'm trying to set better boundaries. It's very difficult when something is, um, you know, quote unquote, your baby. Mm -hmm. And you don't really know when a cutoff point is. So it's not a typical nine to five. We also work across different time zones. So it can make it very difficult. But yeah. I'm learning. And um, yeah, it's definitely something that I believe is important. I just haven't got there myself yet. Hey, I think that level of honesty is so appreciated and I think so relatable. I think so many of us, whether you're an entrepreneur or you're a lawyer, a doctor, a teacher, a parent, we all experience this of recognizing we need to take better care of ourselves, but how, 
how do we actually do it? How do we actually find the time? And mm-hmm. um, so I very much appreciate your your honesty in that question because um, I think it would be so easy to say, oh yeah, I've got this. You know, I've totally, I carve out time for a walk and to journal and to meditate and to eat better. But the truth is, right? You right, There's not enough time in the day. And sometimes you do have to make those sacrifices um, you know, along the way. And I think that's the reality, you know, of, of creating these spaces. Um, but you know, eventually we figure out how to, how to uh, take better care of ourselves. But part of that is weaving in that compassion and empathy for ourselves as, as we navigate that journey. I will say though, it's been incredible to build the team that I have to Mm -hmm. the stage that it is now and to, really um, work with people that are able to not only, you know, support and operate the business, but they really are a huge support to me as well. So we have a fantastic team of around about 20 people. And um, it's been really incredible to watch that grow. Um, But to be able to work together with them and to work with people who are experts in their own right, um, and to feel very safe if I need to step away, that has been a game changer. So yeah, I, I couldn't have done any of this without them. Mm, something to be said for an incredible team around you. Absolutely. I'm curious, do you have um like a go-to mantra quote or affirmation or something that you um, maybe relied on or hold on to uh, that continues to inspire either you personally or, or your work with Live Kindly? I don't really have a, a mantra, but something that kind of sticks with me is... Um, or two things that I think got me to this stage would be um, my ability to take risks and it's not without fear. The fear doesn't go, um, but to be, be able to allow myself to give myself permission to take risks is something that I think is truly the reason for us to have grown the business to the stage that it is now. Cause I took a lot of risks personally and for the business as well. Um, definitely kind of, calculated risks so um not just ones without any thought but um risk taking I think is something that often is a barrier for a lot of people to take that first leap you know um and also resilience so resilience is something which I found you really need um as an entrepreneur as kind of anyone who is wanting to start their own business there's going to be a lot of kind of Um, tough obstacles to face and um, to stay strong through that is of course easier said than done Mm -hmm. Um, but I think it's something which has yeah definitely um, again been part of the success of Look Kindly is those two things have really kind of kept me going. Yeah it's almost like feel the fear and do it anyway and then recognize that as you go through it you will build that resilience muscle sort of for yourself as you go. Yeah. I'm, I'm curious if there's anything about this journey that has surprised surprised you, either your own personal journey or the journey with Live Kindly that you were just like, nope, didn't expect that. Um, I think there have been many surprises along the way. <laughs> um, one, of the, one of the most rewarding ones has been the types of people that it's brought into my life. Mm-hmm. Um, so how it's been received by many people who wouldn't necessarily, or I wouldn't typically think would be um, supportive or appreciative of uh, what I'm doing. And it always comes from the most surprising, surprising people. And that's been 
a really amazing experience to have conversations with people about sustainable living, about plant-based, about living kindly in general um, with people I never thought I would have these conversations with. And I think that's truly down to our positioning of, um, you know, being welcoming and being inclusive. Um, It's kind of allowed a lot of people, given a lot of people permission to kind of explore that side of them, which maybe they didn't feel comfortable doing before. So on a personal level, um, it's been amazing for me to have those conversations with, you know, friends and family members in my life as well. Mm. As we uh, sort of wrap up this conversation, I would love to ask you the question I ask everyone um, that comes on the podcast. And uh, that is, that is what is your biggest dream? And it can be about your life. It can be about live kindly, but I just always love asking this question. Oh my gosh, I <laughs> you ask so many good questions. <laughs> I um you know what? I again that's another one that I do find find slightly difficult because I'm someone that I feel very much lives in the moment. So I'm not a big planner. I'm someone that is pretty spontaneous and not all I'm not someone that's typically thinking kind of five, 10 years ahead. But if I were forced to, um, I think, you know, just just seeing the world become a more compassionate place and whether that is sustainable, whether that is plant-based, um, you know, it doesn't matter so much to me. I mean, it does. It's something that I'm passionate about. But like I said, people will find their own path. Um, but for me, it's about treating people with kindness and it's about the compassion. And if we can make an ounce of difference in that space, and if we can create a bigger movement, um, yeah, I'm, I'm just wanting to be part of that. And I'm hoping we see more of that in the future. Mm. And I think that element of kindness is really what um, pervade, like is, is so pervasive through Live Kindly and has allowed it to become this platform um, that creates and encourages positive discussion and encouragement um, around conscious living and sustainability and making, I think, informed choices for yourself. So that's beautiful. Thank you. Thank you for sharing. I love this conversation um, and having the opportunity to sit down with you. Can you share where everyone can connect with you, connect with Live Kindly um, and learn more? Yeah. So you can go to livekindly.com. You can also find us at Live Kindly on Instagram. I think we're across pretty much every social media platform. If you just search Live Kindly um, and you can always reach out and email our team as well. So yeah, we love to connect with our community. Perfect. Everything will go in the show notes. So we'll make it so easy for everyone to connect with you, connect with Live Kindly and learn more. And Jody, just thank you so much again. This is going to be a fun one to share. Thank you, Sydney. Seek the Joy podcast is a production of Seek the Joy Media and created, produced, and hosted by me, Sydney Weiss. You can tune into all of our episodes on your favorite podcast platform. And if you're enjoying the show, hit follow and leave us a five-star rating and review. Make sure to join the community, join the conversation on our social media channels, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. We are at Seek the Joy Podcast everywhere. And don't forget, you can actually watch today's new episode and all of our episodes on our brand new YouTube channel. Click that link in the show notes to subscribe and tune in. As always, thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. And I'll see you right back here next week for another Seek the Joy Tuesday.